Good morning, everybody. It's the 5th of July and it's National Bikini Day. And a big happy birthday to Huey Lewis, Joe Lysett and Nick O'Malley. As fires continue to burn in the Tory party, Labour seems to be gearing up for another general election. They've released a five-point plan outlining their Brexit strategy, which addresses trading barriers, security and the Northern Ireland Protocol, among other things. And Labour leader Sakir Starmer made it clear there'll be no looking back. We're not going back. We're not going back into the EU, not going back into the single market, customs union or freedom of movement. We're moving forward with my five-point plan. Meanwhile, Chris Pincher remains the talk of the town after Number 10 confirmed the Prime Minister was aware of sexual misconduct allegations against the disgraced MP before promoting him to Deputy Chief Whip in February. Tory MP Will Quince says the whole fiasco poses a threat to his party's reputation. There's no question that you know, allegations of this nature, and um, of course we've got to have due pro- process to follow, does huge damage to the reputation and trust uh, in Parliament and of course that hurts us all. Bert Education Secretary Nadim Zahawi says Boris did act appropriately given what he knew. The values of this country are about innocence until proven guilty. Due process is important in these things uh, and that should be allowed to be followed. Police have arrested a 21-year-old man suspected of killing six people and injuring 24 more at an Independence Day parade in the Chicago suburb of Highland Park. One eyewitness described what she heard. But it sounded like fireworks, like like those little pop fireworks you throw in the ground, those little pop-up ones. If That's what it sounded like. How many shots you heard? Probably like 30 or 40. It was a lot. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rottering was quick to make a public statement condemning the violence. This morning at 10:14, our community was terrorized by an act of violence that has shaken us to our core. Our hearts go out to the families of the victims during this devastating time. It marks the third fatal mass shooting in as many months in the United States and comes just one day after another shooting at a shopping mall in Denmark. Despite recently signing new gun control measures into law, on Monday, President Joe Biden had this to say about the shooting. We all heard what happened today, but each day we're reminded there's nothing guaranteed about our democracy. Nothing guaranteed about our way of life. Russian President Vladimir Putin has congratulated his troops on capturing the eastern Ukrainian region of Luhansk, a key territory in their military invasion of Ukraine. He's encouraged remaining Russian forces to continue pressing with the aim of making further advancements in the Donbass. The Luhansk region fell to Russia on Sunday after Ukrainian forces withdrew from the city of Lysychansk. Luhansk Governor Sergei Haidai spoke to the BBC about this decision. Our military could have held the city for a long time, but Russia currently has a huge advantage in artillery and ammunition. They would have simply destroyed the city from a distance, so there was no point in staying. We would have been surrounded and had to sit there while the city was being shelled. But Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is optimistic his country will reclaim the captured land. We are gradually moving forward in the Kharkiv region, in the Kherson region and at sea. Snake Island is a good example of this. There will be a day when we will say the same about Donbass. The dreaded Monday morning commute was even more of a slog this week as motorways across the UK were blocked by fuel protesters with 13 people arrested for driving too slowly. Wales online journalist Connor Gogarty spoke to a protester Vicky Stamper ahead of a go slow on the M47 bridge. Can you tell me why you're protesting? 
to stop the government fleecing us, being able to get to work without being penalised. He spent the rest of the day driving along the M4 with another protester, Richard Dite, who was clearly passionate about the cause. While Richard's demonstration was prematurely halted by police, broadcaster Gemma Forte warns this might not be the last of it. We're going to see an awful lot of problems, unrest. People will have reached the end of their tether on so many um, issues. Still to come on the Smart 7, Nadal and Kyrgios go through to the Wimbledon quarters and Miriam Margoyles towards Leo DiCaprio right after this. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome back. Rafael Nadal beat Botic Van Sandschulp 6-4-6-2-7-6 in a dominant display on centre court at Wimbledon on Monday evening. It was Nadal's 309th Grand Slam match win and sees the 36-year-old head to the quarterfinals for the eighth time. Afterwards, he spoke about the emotion of playing during the 100-year celebration of Wimbledon. A very emotional moment and thanks to Wimbledon for that opportunity. The centre court 100 years is something very, very special and for me, just to be part of this group of uh, legends uh, have been unforgettable. So very happy for that and thank you very much everybody for supporting. Earlier on Monday, Nick Kyrgios beat Brandon Nakashima in five sets to reach the last eight. The Australian will face Chilean number one Christian Garin on Wednesday. Britain's favourite national treasure, Miriam Margoyles, made another memorable appearance on Monday's episode of This Morning to promote her new memoir, This Much Is True. During a chat with Holly and Phil, she got to talking about her experience filming Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio 26 years ago, and apparently there was one part of him that left quite the impression. He was a bit smelly because it was very hot in Mexico, and I think young boys, and he was very young at the time, they don't... They don't make themselves fragrant, you know, they don't wash all the bits. I was telling the lovely boy Dylan, who, who looks after me here, that he's got to wash, you know, every bit. Every, every bit. <laughs> At least she didn't swear this time. Moana, make way, make way. There's a new ocean-loving monster-fighting girl in town. The Sea Beast follows the story of a young girl, Maisie Buckle, who stows away on the ship of the legendary sea monster hunter Jacob Holland, voiced by Carl Urban. It's directed by Chris Williams, who's also worked on Bolt, Big Hero 6, and, you guessed it, Moana. And it's set to hit Netflix this Friday, so grab your popcorn and don't tell the rock. I see a fire in her. Same fire I saw in you. The monsters I can handle. We got it right where we want it. That one. She'll be the death of me. 
This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Doris.